This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. WGR Sports Radio 550. It's time to take a look inside high school sports. Now, here's your host, Tony Caligiri. Brought to you by Mighty Taco. Mighty Taco would go great right about now. By Minio and Sapio Italian Sausage. Taste the difference quality makes. And by Dent Neurologic Institute. Developing solutions to neurological problems faced in our community. Good morning. Welcome to Inside High School Sports. I'm your host, Tony Caligiri, along with Marquel Slaughter and Roger Weiss. Joe Marguccio, under the weather. Well, actually, so is Marquel, but uh, Joe wasn't able to make it in. Marquel did. I'm a hope- trooper. You're a trooper. Hopefully, Joe uh, is able to rest up and and uh, be healthy and back for next week, in which we will be on the road next week at Veterans Park. On the road, road again. again. Can't wait to get on the road again. We'll be at Veterans Park on Grand Island. That's off of Bedell Road. Uh, just the same as we did last week at North Tonawanda. A lot of uh, fun. Yeah, a lot of fun there. We want to thank North Tonawanda Athletic Association and NASA for having us out there doing the show from a Little League game, which was a lot of fun. Great atmosphere there. Everybody's excited. I like what they were doing for fundraiser. They were putting their coaches in a dunk tank. <laughs> so oh. if you had to run extra laps, you were probably shelling out some extra money <laughs> to try to dunk your coach. I thought that was fantastic. But we Mark, had a, we had a great time. Markel, you heard what Anthony did last week. You know, what, wait until you and myself and Mike left, then all of a sudden food was available. Oh, the burger! <laughs> how, how convenient was that, Markel? I had to wait to after the game. But here's the thing, and, and I, I was Markel. I was going to send you a message. I'm, you know, during the sidelines, I'm coach. You know, we get done with the game with with our show, I take down all the equipment, and I go over and I, and I start coaching the game. Well, all of a sudden you'd see a, a big plume of smoke come by, and it was from the grill. And I'm starving at this point, and I'm smelling yeah. the cheeseburgers. I'm like, Oh, you yeah, got to be kidding! He was starving. He hadn't eaten in fifteen minutes. So I know. ate at five thirty in the morning. <laughs> so, so I'm starving. Game at, and you know I see kid, kids walking by. They got French fries and they look so good. But after the game, I said, "Come on, Nick, we got to get something to eat." And a special thank you, thank you for a couple of old friends, uh, Bob Carnavalli and Mike Ferentino, stopped in to say hello, and uh, it was good to see both of them. Oh, that was fantastic! And yeah, it, it was. you know, it was, uh, Nick was ex- uh, really excited to have you guys there watching, and uh, thank you guys for sticking around and yeah. watching the game. So next week we will be at Grand Island, uh, same setup. We'll do uh, the show, and then right after that, uh, Nick's game. So uh, looking and then forward right to that. Right after we leave, then they'll feed Tony. <laughs> <laughs> and the food comes. And that well, actually, they should because that's birthday celebration weekend. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to enjoy that. So uh, great times last week, and we're looking forward to next week. News and notes, guys. Yeah, I have a few of them. Um, want to shout out Will East Girls Soccer. They moved to eight and zero with a seven zero win over West Seneca East the other day. Um, Burzon scored three goals. She's going to uh, Ohio State. Is She's going somewhere Ohio, pretty big. I think that's Ohio State. Um, I want to congratulate Madison Pizzino of Grand Island, keeping her in girls' soccer for scoring her 200th goal. 
Um, she's going to Florida State. Uh, boys soccer, Hamburg having a really good season. They earned a 2-2 tie with Sweet Home. Had to come back from a two-zip deficit. Mastrangelo and Wise Kurger. <coughs> sorry for that. Um, scored for Hamburg to bring him back. And Pat Phillips for East Aurora scored two goals in East Aurora's 2-1 overtime win over Star Point, which is East Aurora's first win over Star Point in four meetings. Also wanted to shout out Hamburg Girls Volleyball for defeating Frontier the other day in five games. They came back from a two-zip deficit. Uh, really good games from Lauren Tone and company. Clarence Girls Volleyball is hosting a tournament today. And one last thing, wanted to shout out Will South graduate Sam Castronova for becoming ECC's all-time leader in yards thrown and touchdown passes. Cool. Um, over 2,000 yards and over 20 touchdowns already. That's Who does he think he is? Joey Lacata? <laughs> <Mike. laughs> yeah, uh, Markel mentioned Madison Pizzino from uh, Grand Island. It looks like she's going to probably surpass uh, 2016 graduate uh, – Molly Petrucci from City Honors for the all-time leading scorer in New York State girls' soccer history. Wow. So I, uh, I believe when that happened, we were saying no, we didn't think anybody would yeah. catch that. Yeah. Well, uh, records are made to be broken. That's... But, uh, Markel, uh, looking ahead to the uh, Class A girls' soccer playoffs, uh, Will East, Grand Island, you're going to have uh, Berzon and Petrucci going head-to-head again. That's 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 great <laughs> soccer to watch. Uh, those two girls are, you have to see them because uh, on the soccer field, uh, I mean, who do they think they are? Olivia Schmidt? My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to say, uh, this mentioned this week's westernnewyorkathletics.com. Athlete of the Week is <coughs> Connor Busby of Grand Island Football. 357 yards passing and four touchdowns to lead the Vikings past previously undefeated. North Tonawanda, 38-35. to Thanks to Frank Wolf for sending us that in to us. So check out westernnewyorkathletics.com. Any other news and notes before we get to the scores? Nope, none for me. All right, let's get to the scores and highlights from last night's action. Clarence beating Williamsville North 14-6. to And by the way, you can follow along in today's Buffalo News under the Roundup section on page D6. Yeah, Cheek to Waga nip in Iroquois 22-21. to Eric Bartnick 320 yards passing and three touchdowns. Hutch Tech over Frontier, 44-13. to 13. Sorry, Nate, I, I didn't warn you to plug your ears on that one. Oh, Star Point beating North Tonawanda, 18-17. Sweet Home over Amherst, 30-27. Nate Faller caught five passes for 148 yards and a couple of touchdowns. Williamsville South all over Kenmore East, 56-7. The Billies, 452 yards. Grand Island over Williamsville East, 39-13. Jim Thorpe, 151 yards and two touchdowns. It was McKinley, 44, Hamburg, 20. Kyler Fields ran for 231 yards and four touchdowns on just 19 carries. Medina beating Depew, 50-15. Jalen Cooper, 212 total yards. Lackawanna over Albion, 30-26. It was Olean over Pioneer 35 to 34 in double overtime. 
Dunkirk, 39, East Aurora slash Holland, 6. It was Maple Grove, 43, Franklinville, Elkettville, 12. Bradley Benson, 125 yards and a couple of scores. Silver Creek slash Forestville, 29, over Cattaraugus Little Valley, 8. Bill Siders, 130 yards. Springville beating Jamestown, 32-21. to 21. Ian Baker breaks the school record for career rushing. Uh, he only had 318 yards, <laughs> 32 carries. And in the second half with a, a sprained ankle, he was out of part of that game for a while with a bad ankle. Well, safe to say that he will be in the running for the Connolly Cup this year, I would think. Uh, Canisius beating Alden 55-7. to Crusaders with 402 yards rushing. Southwestern beating Akron 38-20. to Tonawanda beating Luport 22-20. to Gowanda slash Pine Valley 45, Faulkner 7. Allegheny Limestone 41, Salamanca 14, and Frewsburg over Portville 51 to 28. So there are your scores from last night. I think you can include uh, Brad Benson out of Maple Grove. He might be in the running for the Conley Cup. Uh, in addition to the t- uh, touchdowns you alluded to, uh, he actually uh, took the. Uh, Opening kickoff between 80 and 90 yards to the house to uh, put uh, Evil Frank right behind the uh, eight ball early and all that. And so it was uphill climb for them. And uh, Maple Grove looks real good. Uh, I had a great evening last night, Anthony. Uh, I get a phone call at uh, halftime. Uh, I'm underneath the co- scoreboard. You better come see me. Paul Secchi. Really? Paul Secchi. Uh, he was there with his son, Tom, his wife, Pam. Pam didn't even bring chili, Anthony. Can you believe that? Shows up at a football game without chili. I was, on a night like that, where chili would have been demon and all that. Oh, I had such a good night last night. I didn't do uh, much of my uh, assignments as far as covering trench uh, linemen and all that. Uh, the field conditions there, the lighting is uh, well. Let's put it this way: it reminded me of the night games back at the Rock Pile way back in the sixties. Uh, it's Lighting could Sketchy. be improved. You can't, well, let's put it this way. I mean, it's good enough for a football game. You could never televise a game there because there's just a not light, n- enough lighting. And uh, considering they play at two different venues, I don't see them uh, having any kind of a capital expenditure to improve the lighting there. It's more than sufficient for what they need. But, right. But, uh, my goodness, all the uh, old uh, Bemis Point slash Maple Grove people have treated me so well over the years. I mean, their sons have all graduated from high school and college, for that matter. They're still there supporting their team. It was just, it was a good uh, non-working night, I guess, would be the best way to describe it for me. While you were having a nice uh, non-working night, so was I. I was at All High Stadium uh, for West Seneca East against uh, South Park. And uh, what I didn't know is that it was going to be also a Hall of Fame induction night. And, uh, you know, they've kind of uh, scaled back the uh, celebration as in years past. Uh, if you remember when I went in, Rich Kozak and myself, you know, it was at Petty Bones. It was a nice, uh, nice, uh, nice deal that they had uh, there for I think they're us. still at Petty Bones tonight for a dinner. Oh, they do? Yes. Okay. Well, they had the uh, presentation on the, uh, on the field, and I didn't catch all the names, but uh, congratulations to our good friend Tony Treluzio and to Tim Delaney for uh, going in. Spoke to Dave Thomas, and he alluded to that this might be the last Harvard Cup class to uh, be inducted. Doesn't seem like uh, there's anybody to pick up the mantle and continue with it, and it has become uh, 
you know, too much work uh, for, you know, the people remaining that were putting it together. But it was nice to see Dave. He said he's, uh, he's still active. He's been doing some substitute principal uh, duties around the city, and he's enjoying that, enjoying uh, retirement altogether. And I think he still does a uh, public address uh, for the Buffalo State basketball games and all that. So he's still, you know. Oh yeah, he still. He hasn't keep, been put out the past year yet. No, no, you're not going to do that. Uh, you know, he still enjoys the high school scene, and uh, it was also great to see legendary uh, Grover coach Art Cerati on the sidelines and uh, had a nice conversation with him. So it was good to see him. Maybe we'll have him on uh, uh, during the summer and uh, you know go over old times with uh, Coach Cerati. And I wanted to give a shout out to a couple of players that uh, I enjoyed watching uh, first. Uh, uh, Salvatore uh, Sparazza, a good friend of mine, Carl's, his son, got to watch him play. And uh, my friend uh, Tammy Burns DiCiocio watched her son, Zach, play. Now, Zach uh, has autism, and he's a big boy. And he's out there, mm. proud member of the West Seneca East team. Uh, her daughter's a cheerleader. And what's special about Tammy uh, that uh, you guys are going to get a kick out of this, she's the one that introduced me to my wife. Mm. So it's Tammy's fault. Whenever I get in an argument, I think of Tammy. <laughs> God damn it, what were you thinking of? No, I'm just kidding. But it was great to see uh, Carl, great to see Tammy, and uh, you know, watch uh, some good football. There's two good football teams right there in, in uh, West Seneca East and uh, South Park. South Park got out to a couple, you know, scored twice early. Looked like they really had that offense cranking, and they were going to... You know, it looked like they were going to roll West Seneca East, but the Trojans were able to, you know, stiffen up that defense, and you know, penalties were hurting South Park a little bit. But you got to credit uh, West Seneca East defense doing a great job in shutting South Park down the rest of the game, and they uh, went on to win seventeen to fourteen. Special teams. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Mark. Special teams again, Tony. You said at the Ralph, um, you're talking to Aubrey Lloyd about Buffalo Schools special teams and. Maple Groves kicks the extra point, wins an OT. Last night, West Seneca's, how did they get up? Field goal, <laughs> Field right? Field goal, yep. Oh, man. Special teams are so important. That's why we, you know, we bring Sam Watts on to talk about uh, the kicking camps that he does and special team stuff, you know, whether it's long snapping, holding. It's so important. You know, it's a third of the game. you got to pay attention to it. But, uh, you know. A lot of the kids they're playing in the city, they're not used to it. You know, they're mm-hmm. coming up in little league and not playing. You know, what we do, we don't have much as far as special teams. You guys watched us play. We don't do kickoffs. We don't punt, uh, and that's for safety reasons. As you get older, you start yeah. getting into that. So hopefully, you do now, Roger. A lot of these games had playoff implications last. I know it's crazy. We're already yeah, think? yeah, we're already knee deep into it. I mean, some teams have already punched their ticket, and they're going to be you know home field advantage, and they're going to win their division. And also, why don't you throw out uh, some of them? Uh, maybe start with the small schools. Okay, well, I think Maple Grove all but clinched uh, first place uh, uh, in Class D. I would say that uh, uh, we got a game coming up. I believe Silver Creek has to play uh, Evil Frank, Franklinville, Ellicottville, uh, either next week or the following week. Those three teams, uh, along with probably Randolph, I'm guessing, but for the most part, uh, they'll be the top four. There would be a battle for second place. I think Maple Grove has all but clinched first place. Uh, again, the, I'm guessing the winner of South, excuse me, Silver Creek and Franklinville, Ellicottville will finish in second place. 
how important is that? That's a, a home game. I don't know how important home field advantage is uh, down in the Class Ds, other than the travel distances and all that. For example, last night I think uh, uh, Paul Secchi told me they travel something like 32 miles just to come to that game, and considering they don't have family playing that, that shows you the loyalty to the uh, community. Uh, and I'm guessing Randolph would probably be the fourth-place team. They already lost to uh, Silver Creek in Week 1. They lost a nail-biter a week ago against uh, Franklinville, Ellicottville, and with only a game remaining against uh, Maple Grove uh, in Week 7, they look like they're going to finish in fourth place, which means in the semifinal they will have to go right back to uh, Bemis Point, assuming they win the uh, four-five matchup in the quarterfinal week, which is not a given. Uh, Class C, don't know too much about it. Last night, I don't know if there were that many games that impacted. A lot of the Class C games are played on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. These uh, facilities don't have lights. Right. Class B, uh, well, Chickawaga last night, although it was a non-leaguer, uh, they uh, shot themselves in the foot for three quarters. I guess they had four turnovers by halftime. They were down. 21 to 9 or something like that. And they they had to come back to win that game against the Iroquois. Iroquois a real good showing in a non-league uh, effort. Uh Medina's the real deal. Yeah, they are. They look real good. They uh That's an offensive take, machine. Didn't take prisoners against the Pew last night. And they showed some highlights on there uh, uh looked like it was Austin Pilly for the Pew. He really, really got knocked down on a real hard tackle and it looked like he bounced right up in there. So Congratulations to Medina. They look like uh, they may be, you know, we always talk about, oh, boy, Chicktawaga Burgard, Maryvale Burgard. Nobody's saying, what about Medina, Chicktawaga, or Medina, you know. And Alden seems to be, I won't say they're on the outside looking in. I think they might still qualify for the playoffs, but they're not the Alden of uh, days of yore. No, they're probably going to need a little help along the way. Uh, well, again, you know, that third place, trying to figure out third place. And, okay, Daryl, Milk, you, you can come home now. You're, you know, we're, you know, we really we admit it. We can't do it without you. Please come on back. Uh, no, uh, I'm trying to figure out third place. I don't even want to. I'll just wait to see what the results are and all that. But uh, don't count Medina out. You better have your defensive uh, A game on there if you're going to stop Medina. Now you had Olean uh, nipping Pioneer in double overtime. Has Olean punched his ticket? Oh yeah, and it looks like uh, Olean and Dunkirk looking real good now. They look like one and two in the uh, Class B South which means that uh, Springville or Pioneer or and I think East Aurora Holland is almost out now with another loss last night. They lost to uh, Dunkirk, I believe. And uh, again, which third place team is going to, which two of the three third place teams sneak into the seventh and eighth seed and which one will be on the outside looking in? Okay, now I don't know. Did you mention Lackawanna? Do they have a shot at uh, getting in in uh, the East? Uh, again, you know, it depends on how these third place, you know, scenarios play out. It's You're asking the wrong guy. Like I say, it was difficult with Milt here. Without Milt, it's almost impossible. To, exactly. <laughs> All right. And uh, A, is uh, McKinley in? I believe, you know, oh, yeah. yes and no. Now you're going to have a scenario there again. And where is Milt when we need him? Looks like you're going to have four teams finish with a. 
five and one league record. So that's a four-way tie, and they don't all play head to head because I believe uh, McKinley does not play either South Park or West Seneca East. Yes, they did get a break in the scheduling this year. So now you're going to have to go to point differentials against common opponents. Well, the four of them are only going to have two common opponents. That would be Iroquois and West Seneca West. All four of those teams, which will probably end up with one loss, and I say probably because, well, McKinley would have to beat West Seneca West in week six. Uh, West Seneca East would have to uh, beat Iroquois. Neither of those are given, but they are probables. South Park has to beat Riverside. That's a given. And then in week seven, West Seneca East plays West. Now on paper, West Seneca East wins that game, but like I told you before the show, Anthony, uh, West Seneca East versus West Seneca West, that's like Army-Navy, throw out the records. Uh, Iroquois at South Park. Uh, on paper, South Park wins, but, you know, again, you play if the game. If they don't shoot themselves in the foot. Exactly. Uh, Bennett will beat Lakeshore. They will finish 5-1. and one. If Bennett does not uh, beat Lakeshore, hold the front pages. And I don't mean front page of the sports section. I mean front page of the newspaper. <laughs> and then McKinley in Week 7 plays Riverside. Again, that's a W for McKinley now. So I'm projecting that you will probably have four teams at 5-1. and one. Which team ends up hosting the uh, quarterfinal and semifinal, and which team goes on the road for both. You know, you could almost pull names out of a hat. Very interesting. I think we're coming up against a break. I'll uh, touch on the uh, Class A North when we come back. Yeah, we'll get in Class A North and Double A. And uh, is this too early to start forecasting? I mean, you know, Kanisha's looking pretty good for uh, top seed in Monsignor Martin. But we'll, we'll touch on that when we come back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. We're back. You're listening to Inside High School Sports. Tony Kellagiri, along with Marquel Slaughter and Roger Weiss. You have to forgive Marquel. He's a little bit under the weather. So is Joe Marguccio. He wasn't able to make it in. Rest up, Joe. We'll see you next week. All right, Roger. We're talking about playoff implications, what's going on, and uh, let's continue in the, in the A's. Quick question. What's it like to be over the weather? We always talk about being under the weather. I don't know. I'm never over. I'm always under. Not like under. this. I'll tell you that. So always play the under when it comes to the weather? Yes, play oh. the under, especially in western New York with sinuses and allergy season and all that. Okay, we left off uh, with uh, Class A South, and again, the four teams, they will probably make the playoffs where that's another story. Class A North, Star Point solidified their uh, position last night in the uh, – Class A North with a big win over North Tonawanda. I guess they were down what seventeen to six. Score Came a touchdown back. to make it seventeen to twelve. Onside kick actually worked. Recovered the ball. Score a touchdown. I think Eight. Nate Butel drew that one up. Is that what it was? I think it, it was. Yeah, he's pretty good at drawing up those uh, special plays. <laughs> Eighteen to uh, seventeen victory over North Tonawanda. And that's a good uh, North Tonawanda team. Yeah, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they got two league losses. Now they're looking at going on the road for the uh, playoff game, which is not a pleasant thing because you figure uh, going on the road in week eight, which would be the quarterfinals. They're going to have to play either the first-place team or the second-place team that comes out of uh, a South. That might be South Park. It might be West Seneca East. Anyway, that's a quarterfinal game, whichever game uh, it turns out to be. That would be a heck of a game to go see. 
And Grand Island coming in there, and, and uh, well, Grand Island did himself a huge favor by knocking off North Tonawanda a week ago Friday. That might have put them in the playoffs. It just again, it looks like positioning between North Tonawanda, Star Point, which right now has got the uh, hammer controls their destiny in uh, Class A North. They do have a, a Week Seven game against Sweet Home, which they should win. Week Six. Next week, they play at Will South. That could be a huge game. If Will South uh, wins that, I believe they could still win the uh, Class A North because now uh, NT has two losses. Star Point and Will South would be projected to finish both 5-1 and one with Will South having the uh, head-to-head tiebreaker if they knock off Star Point. So that's a huge game next Friday night, Star Point at Will South. Again, Grand Island and North Tonawanda look like the uh, top teams to, for the uh, third and fourth spot. Uh, boy, Class A quarterfinals are going to be something this it's year. It's going to be fun. You have eight good teams, any one of them capable of knocking off the uh, uh, other team if uh, the other team does not bring their A game. Double A, I don't get too excited about that. You got a total of eleven teams in Double A, and eight of them make the playoffs. So well, today's going to be the big, uh, the big matchup with well, Lancaster. All it's going to settle today is who finishes first and right. who finishes second in Class A South. But you're talking home field advantage with in 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 that class. I think it is uh, yeah, relevant. Yeah, but you know what, home field advantage. I mean, the team that loses in theory would have to go on the road for the uh, semifinals, and I think Lancaster or Orchard Park will beat any of the uh, class A double A North teams, whether you play the game at home, away on a neutral field, or in. Cairo, Egypt, I think uh, Lancaster and OP are going to win that game. Cairo and, doesn't have lights. You can't play any games there. You can play it Saturday afternoon. Uh, Come on, Anthony, pay attention. A little hot there. <laughs> uh, I'm projecting that uh, the game this afternoon, they will have a rematch at Ralph Wilson Stadium in Week 10. Uh, Clarence, they clinched home field advantage up until the uh, uh, final now. They would have post, theoretically, either Orchard Park or... Lancaster in week nine. They have clinched that because uh, the only two teams that can tie them, they have the head-to-head tiebreaker. Uh, second place is up in the air. It looks like uh, uh, oh, I'll, I'll get there. Niagara Wheatfield and uh, probably the loser of Lockport and uh, Kenmore West might be out of the playoffs. I'm guessing the Kenmore West Lockport winner, the winner of that one, would get the fourth seed. I'm guessing Niagara Falls, the third seed, Will North, the second seed, and Clarence, the first seed in Double A North. It's still, I mean, maybe not for playoff purposes, but uh, Hutch Tech still doing, uh, still doing a job there. Well, they're in. Uh, uh, they're they're going to the, finish uh, at least third. Uh, that means they'll have to play the uh, second place. Uh, finisher in Double A North of a game that would be very winnable for Hutch well, Tech. Tech right? uh, it would be probably probably Will North. Is it a tough game? Yes. Is it winnable? Absolutely. If North North looks ahead to uh, Week Nine, Hutch Tech will beat them. Wow. It's so exciting. I love this stuff. <laughs> Great time of the year. It was an awesome time yesterday, and it was pretty freezing, pretty cold out, but. Clarence, new stadium, the lights, the field. Oh, my gosh, it's awesome. Field looks gorgeous. I I apologize for not getting the name of the field, but it is amazing. Um, The the fans, uh, 
I put a lot of pictures up on Twitter, Facebook, our Inside High School Sports Facebook page, and on my Instagram and Twitter. Uh, the crowd was, oh my gosh, amazing. They blacked it out. Um, they weren't it the whole time. The game was a little, started a little slow. Um, if you if if you wanted a shootout, you wasn't going to get one. But the defenses showed up, um, showed up tremendously on both sides. Actually, um, the first score was actually a defensive touchdown when Zach Frey scooped and scored a sack fumble and returned it for thirty yards to give Clarence a lead. Um, later in the game, Jason Wang punched it in from the one yard line. Will North really couldn't get anything going at all on offense. That was their only drive they were able to get anywhere near the red zone on, I believe. And they scored that one to make it a 7-6 game. But Clarence, they, they were one running this this wing T. I love flex. that. I oh, love did you should, you should have saw the wing. I watched the highlights. Oh, my gosh. It was gorgeous. And it, you didn't. When this run to perfection, it's one of the nicest offenses to watch. Like, you got the quarterback. You The quarterback has three options. You don't right. know who he's going to give it to. Yeah, you can have They're a fullback running. dive. You could have uh, uh, your back going to either the uh, seven or eight hole. You can yeah. get it to the outside. A reverse could come from the end somewhere. It is. Yeah, you could put a guy in motion, hand it inside, hand off to him. He could go inside, or he could go. I mean, it's very, so many, very you compact, can do. very. And you can still throw off of it. You can still throw, and they, they, there was trouble throwing both sides. But the way they ran that the last twenty minutes of the game or so, well, Will Noah just couldn't stop. The key him. to running that that offense. Is your blocking your line? If your line, line was if awesome. your line uh, performs its assignments to perfection, that that offense is almost impossible to stop. Markel, I hate to bring up your <clears throat> inexperience or whatever you want to call it, your lack of age. But if I said the wishbone, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I do. I do know, but I know I'm more familiar with the spreads and the wild cats of the 2000 2010s but well the wing the wing t <laughs> is a variation of the wishbone or maybe the wishbone was a variation of the wing t where you just bring the wing yeah, back it's very in and similar your yeah. options are closer it's more conducive to uh fakes into the you know off tackle but they're still able to run wide that just yeah. think of old army navy games mm-hmm, well much. i'm thinking more or less of that Texas team of the seventies and all that with that wishbone offense or Arkansas—they're the ones that are the originators of the wishbone and all that. Sure, but you got all these uh, options off that. You know, you got three different backs you can hand it off to, or you can keep the ball, fake it to them, and they have a running quarterback. Obviously, that's a key. And uh, then every now and then, when you've drawn nine guys into the box, and then all of a sudden you got one-on-ones out there, and uh, they actually threw a pass. He can't throw a pass in this offense. That's all they do is run. Wrong. Yeah, you so, sneak your end out, out over the middle. Well, afterwards, you know, the uh, the – person responsible for covering the end keeps cheating in to get it to the running back and all of a sudden here's this lonesome guy all down the field by himself heck he could signal for a fair catch to catch the pass for pete's sakes but it, it, it was a treat to watch uh, the, like you said the line was awesome sean claus and company um actually both sides of the ball for clarence was awesome they got six sacks forced four turnovers i mean it, it was and this is a will will north offense that has given people trouble um, they're coming off two straight losses now after they lost to a really good Lancaster team last week. But Clarence Will North, really good game last night. 
Um, really chilly, but they're they're gonna have fun with this new um new stadium out in Clarence. That's for sure. Class A playoffs, Anthony. Boy, which game do you go to? Do you go to the uh, four games in Week Eight, and which of the four games do you go to in Week Nine? It comes down to who has the better concession stand. <laughs> right, Mark? Am I, am I lying? Hey, it, it, it comes down to the better concession. Who has the good taco in the bag? <laughs> who has the good uh, pizza? Come on. And the cheapest. <laughs> yeah, that, that helps too. <laughs> All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to look at today's game and uh, talk a little about Senior Martin as well. Uh, Kenesha's continuing to roll. There's no surprise there. That's why they're uh, number one on our large school poll. If you want to check that out, that's on our Facebook page. If you're not on there, just do a search inside high school sports. Uh, we'll add you to it. A lot of good discussions going on during the week, uh, arguments. <laughs> it, it, it gets pretty heated on there, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. I just sit back and I'm like, wow. <laughs> you guys go. You guys go do your thing. And uh, so check us out on that Inside High School Sports on Facebook. We'll be back with more. You're listening to WGR Sports Radio 550. That brass monkey. That funky monkey. Funky monkey. For those of you who wanted to hear that song in the worst way, you just did. <laughs> it was the worst way. My attempt at the Beastie Boys. Thank you, Nate. All right. Uh, you're listening to Inside High School Sports. We've got sports talk coming up next with Nate. Uh, Marquel, we do. We mentioned our top ten. Let's give it. Uh, give us our large and small school top ten, top as 10. it appears on our Inside High School Sports Facebook page. Large school, we have Kenesha still on top at one. Lancaster is right behind them at two, Orchard Park three. Then we got St. Francis, Star Point, Will North, St. Joe's, South Park, and Clarence are tied for eight. And then Bennett moved down to ten. Small school, Cheektowaga, no surprise, still on top. Maple Grove at two. Medina and Maryville tied. Then we have Olean, Alden, Cleveville, Franklinville, Ellicottville, Springville and Burgard. And I did want to mention something about Cleve Hill. I covered their 2013 team, which is still to this day the, the best team of all time over there at Cleve Hill. This year's team's numbers are pretty ridiculous compared to that team. Um, through four games, this year's Cleve Hill team, 37 points per game, 148. The record is 358. The two top 2013 team finished with 29 points per game. This year's team is at 37 with three 40-point games already. Um, in the defense, this year they're giving up 5.5 points a game. A, That's solid. And the record was from the 2013 team that only gave up 6.5 points a game. So they're on pace to doing something that hasn't been done at the Hill. Plus – the big thing, of course, is the wins record, which is 11 by the 2013 team. So I think if they don't reach those other numbers, I think if there's any number they want to get to is that wins mark. And that 11 wins got Cleve Hill one game away from the state championship. Hey, Nate, are the polls driving you crazy yet? Is trying to figure out uh, the movement as which teams are going up and down. Do you even see much happening this week? <sighs> I mean, even whoever wins that Lancaster Orchard Park game, there's not going to be a lot of movement there unless, for some reason, one team just blows out the other, which I think we can all agree we don't really expect that to happen. But I think the small school is probably the most interesting poll because, really, we could just call it 
the the Cheektowaga poll. Yeah, Cheektowaga than everybody else. It's well, it's Cheektowaga and then Maryvale, and you have all these Cheektowaga schools. Yeah, yeah, the district. They're all basically fighting it out, and that matchup between Cheektowaga and Maryvale is the one I'm really keeping my eye on because I don't think I think we're all kind of sleeping on Maryvale a little bit because they haven't been able to you know play that really tough opponent yet. Well, they get that today. They get Burgard, a- yeah, and Burgard's going to be healthy They're going 10, into this yeah, game. Yep. So, uh, you know, Burgard coming off, what, two straight losses? Two straight losses. Yeah. One a non-leaguer. Yeah, so they need this game. I mean, this is going to be a phenomenal game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, That's we at get, four we've o'clock spoiled at so all high, I believe. Yep. And they so were missing, they're missing their best player for a game and a half of these last two games. Downside yeah, no, we've just been, the, uh, we've been getting spoiled. I mean, you tell me a better top. Uh, this year, I've been more excited to watch some of these top matchups, and there's, I feel like there's more matchups between really good teams this year than there really has ever been. Yeah, that's a good point. There really has been. Go ahead, Markel Bryce. was talking about Cleveland Hill. One downside of the fact that the state did not allow uh, Maple Grove slash Chautauqua Lake no, remain in Class C. Don't do it. Would that game between Cleve Hill and Maple Grove wow. been the game of the year? Wow. It would have been. But let me let me remind everybody, when Maple Grove beat Cleve Hill last year, Cleve Hill Conley Cup finalist Grayson Taylor outrushed the entire Maple Grove team by himself. Somehow Maple Grove still was able to win the game. Which is make that all more what a game that would have been this year. It uh, would have been. Cleve Hill and Maple Grove. Wow. wow. I would put that game up against anybody. Sure. And put that one uh, on primetime TV. Uh, games going on today. You have uh, Timon against Cardinal O'Hara. Uh, Niagara Falls at Wheatfield, 1 o'clock. Lockport at Kemmer West. That's a key game, 2 o'clock kickoff. Lancaster Orchard Park, 1 o'clock kickoff. As we mentioned, this is Orchard Park's homecoming game. Uh, West Seneca West against Bennett. That's at All High Stadium at 1. Lakeshore is going to travel to Riverside at 1 o'clock. Maryvale against Burgard, as I mentioned, 4 o'clock at All High. Wilson at JFK at 1.30. And then you have Eden slash North Collins playing Cleve Hill at 2 o'clock. Randolph is uh, taking on Clymer, Sherman, Panama, and that'll be at Sherman with 1.30 kickoff. And then some non-league games. Cathedral Prep from Pennsylvania is at St. Joe's, 1 o'clock. Barker slash Roy Hart uh, at Newfane. 2 o'clock. Uh, Charles Finney from Section 5 is at Nichols. That'll be 3.30. Chautauqua Lake against Section 5's Lions at 6 o'clock. And then St. Mary's of Lancaster at Fredonia at 7 o'clock. And then you have a really good game. Uh, Aquinas from Section 5 taking on St. Francis tonight at 7 o'clock. I mentioned earlier that game, Ken West versus Lockport. The winner of that game gets the right to finish the fourth seed in Class A North, and it gives them a gorgeous opportunity that in Week 8 they will have to play the winner of the uh, Orchard Park-Lancaster game. Boy, oh boy, talk about being penalized for a good achievement, but uh, that's uh, what it's all about. Again, I'm looking forward to the Aquinas-St. Francis game tonight. Show you what the pollsters think of St. Francis. Have they won a game yet? And yet they're fifth in the large school polls. So I had to uh, drop them from mine after too many losses without a win this far, and I had to drop him personally. This well, is a game they can beat, they can win. I mean, quite, this is no, not. This is an off year for Aquinas. It's a re- if they're such an animal. <clears throat> yeah, so everybody's. All the Aquinas <laughs> opponents are looking at their shot. Yeah, give me a piece of them. Well, yeah, but you know what? They, they did not. Uh, Canisius did not overpower Aquinas. 
as much as they overpowered St. Francis in there. So maybe Aquinas isn't nearly as bad as people put him out to be. So St. Francis will need their A game tonight. And if they are able to, then they justify their rankings. If not, then uh, I don't think they'll be in the in the uh, large uh, poll for this coming week. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. You know, best of luck to St. Francis. Hopefully, they can beat uh, Aquinas. We always root for our Western New York uh, brothers. So, good luck to them, guys. Thank you very much for a uh, fun show. Thanks to Nate Geary. Tremendous job as always, Roger and uh, Marquel. Marquel, hopefully you're feeling better. Grand and, Island next week. Grand Island next week. Uh, we will be at Veterans Park off of uh, Bedell Road. Uh, it's kind of on the way, you know, to the high school. I, I think it's the last left before you turn right to go to the high school. But we're going to do the show before our game against uh, Grand Island Little League, and then mm-hmm. uh, we will. There's only uh, four streets on the whole. Island, yeah, you'll be so able to find it easy. It. Stop by, <laughs> uh, uh, come by, and say hello. We'd love to see you there. All right, guys, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week with more. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.